0: The yeah. yeah. What's are going
1: to going. to do? Down, just- With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. The first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut.
2: weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. I have Bailey and Chrissa. Chrissa, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. Bailey, uh, I don't care. You have a smart mouth. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. That's good. That's good. You've, we have plenty to talk about today. We didn't do an episode earlier in the week because... With the holiday, we usually we usually do stuff that day. So we figured let's let's push it off to the end of the week. Only have one episode this week, and do something a little bit bigger where we're talking about All Star Weekend, first half, and everything like that. Because there's always plenty to talk about. And it, it turned out that it worked out well because there was a trade leak demand ish. Or I, I, I'm still unsure. It seems like Phoenix put Sky on the block, but also she's not technically opposed to being moved. So I think there's a lot to talk about there as well. But it's All Star Weekend. We've made it it's really like more like two thirds of the way through the season rather than the halfway point. But Bailey, how do you feel to be at all-star? Where'd the season go? Right.
0: It went quickly. It went too quickly. We need to be longer. I need to be longer, but you know, um, my team found themselves in the last two weeks, I would say coming into the all-star with some positive momentum from an individual team standpoint then the league is still in a very intriguing race at pretty much every level uh if you're looking ahead to next year's draft lottery there's an interesting race for the top couple picks if you're looking at this year's commissioner's cup it seems like neither vegas or chicago want to host it if you're looking at the top half of the playoffs top four or five spots still very interesting like i mean literally everywhere you look there's some sort of interesting storyline going on and um you know i mean we've we've all felt that it was a very pivotal year for the league and i think this year has been or so far this season has been exactly that it's living up to what we thought it could have been
2: yeah no i mean as someone and I'll, I'll kick it to Chris in a moment. It's very easy for her to talk about this season with how Chicago has been, even though they kind of, as you said, stumble a little bit coming into the break. Uh, as a Connecticut fan, it's been kind of weird. Uh, it, it, struggling at the weirdest times, definitely a disjointed season, but like also still good. So uh, it's been a fun year for sure. I think that there's, I, I think what I've liked the most about the season so far is just the emergence of the younger players, whether it be like even like slightly older, younger players in uh the the few from the Aces that have taken that next step in Plum and uh, Jackie Young, or if you're looking at Ryan making her first all-star game or the team, the, the, the collective team in Indiana making progress or Sabrina turning into a face of a franchise, like realizing that potential that we had, uh, that we'd been waiting to see. I think that this has been a huge step forward season for the league so far, but Chris, what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I think the season went by really fast. Um, I wish we were all in Chicago.
2: Me too. <laughs>
1: It seems like they're having a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, Chicago's going to do what Chicago does. They act up a little bit, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's been a great year for the league, whether it's been the competition, how it's like a tight race. Um, really, there's not like a game that I'll watch that will be like, oh, this this team is going to win. I don't need to watch it. Like, it really could be any any um, team. But if you if we're talking about the aces, um, we can say some things about Kelsey
2: Plum. <laughs> we'll say some things then. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, she has definitely put in the work. Mm-hmm. She she's definitely uh, a step ahead of last year, but she needs to not shoot as much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we were uh, with I, I know Bailey we, Bailey. we were having a conversation with uh, Akil, actually, who used to be on the podcast and talking about how. And I know this has been a common debate because both her and Asia are MVP candidates at this point, and I I just don't think that the comparison between the two is is all that close when it comes to talking about an MVP. I think Kelsey Plum has been fantastic this season so far, but I I do think that there's a difference between being an all-star and being an MVP, and I think Kelsey Plum is definitely an all-star. I think she's taken a definite step forward, but... Mm -hmm. I don't think she's uh, personally I would not even have her in the top three of that class so I I think it's interesting to see a lot of but a lot of the league would and I think that's just because they're catching on to the new narrative or what I don't know I don't even know what it is it's just it's very strange to me that you would have her over plenty of people Mm
0: -hmm. well I think I think my issue with KP and this is not to take away from anything that she's doing that has been great but there are plenty of moments where it seems to me like offensively, she um, is a part of why the aces have struggled sometimes lately. It seems like her shot selection at times is bad or wrong reads, wrong pass, no pass, whatever it may be. Uh, Sometimes her green light is too green, I think. And sometimes I think that works against them. And then defensively, especially, I feel like sometimes she can be very lackluster and very – inattentive at times and for a team to play defense the way they do it's required like there's such a balance of paying attention and being locked in at every point in time that when she starts she you know misses her rotation or misses her assignment or whatever it may be or lets her player pass her the defense collapsed and you know like there's just and maybe that's unfair to her because she plays so many minutes and they don't have the depth whatever but like uh, to me um in terms of being an mvp candidate i think at, there was a point in time where she was a huge part of their winning but i think there's been just as many times where she's been a very huge part of their losing and i i can't personally put someone in this higher mvp rankings that i feel that way about
2: yeah like i think at this point she's I think what I would comfortably say is you could make an argument for first-team LW. I don't know if I would even put her there at this point. I think it's close, but...
0: I think I would put Jackie over her if I had to pick a ace as alongside Asia.
2: Personally. I don't even know if I'd pick another ace at this point. I, I, I
0: don't either, but I think I would lean to Jackie over her.
2: Me too, and that's kind of my point of anytime anyone brings her up for for MVP, and I understand, and, and Akil's point, and this is a point that I've seen by other people. And it's, I mean, it is true. It, it is, like... So we've had, what, 25 MVPs so far, and every single one has been the leading scorer on their team. So Jackie Young is the leading – or sorry, Kelsey Plum is the leading scorer on the Aces. So it would be a break from tradition for her to not get it. So I I understand that the voting has been that simplistic for the last 25 years. But I think as we're seeing a revolution of the way that the game is played in the W, whether it be from the Aces or the Sky last year or just everything else, I think it's time for the way we vote about awards – to be revolutionized as well. And it does not have to be as simple as points. Yay. You know what I mean? Like, I think we can be a little bit more intelligent than that. I think we can tell that because of the way that they play, she's not their most valuable player, or there's other players in other situations that are more valuable. So I think that we just have to be smarter about that. Given that, do we want to start with like halfway point awards or any award races we want to talk about, or do we want to go to All Star first? Where do you want to get started, Bailey?
0: I think we should probably say, um, Save all star for the end. I think we should probably go yeah. in sequential order. Sure. Um, so, like, technically, the end of the first part of the season is already taken place. All star is not. So, I guess to me, it wouldn't make sense to uh, talk about our halfway awards.
2: All right, cool. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're not going to talk about necessarily all the ones they announced. I don't really think it's that interesting to talk about executive of the year or anything like that, especially because I would have had Derek Fisher before the year. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I'll go with the one that I think most people think is, is is shown up. I want to see if you guys agree. Do you guys have Bree Jones for sixth? I believe like it's sixth player of the year. Do you guys have somebody else? Where do you guys stand with the sixth player of the year award? Chris, I'll start with you. Mm.
1: No, I don't. I don't have her. She's not mine. Who is uh, yours? I would say. Ooh. Mm, I have a.
2: Uh, she's like, which member of the sky can I pick?
1: <laughs> no, Rebecca sure. Gardner. Azaray. Um, there's yeah, Azure definitely. Uh Rebecca Gardner. But also <laughs> I like Kia Vaughn mm-hmm. for the dream. I like what she's done. Not that I don't think she'll win it, but I like I like what she adds to the dream. They need veteran, veteran leadership. Um, who else? Mm, I don't know.
2: Well, Bailey, who do you have?
0: I think I'm going to lean with Brie Jones for now. I, I don't think it's sewn up, but I do think she has a sizable lead.
2: To me, I think that of all the awards, that one's the closest to being called. But, I mean, you've seen, like someone like Hanzu makes such a, a charge of late that I think she could make it interesting down the stretch. I do think as right in that conversation as well, I think she's been pretty awesome for the sky this season. Uh, I would lean Brie as well, just because, very often it is just as simple as – and this is in both men's and women's leagues. Whoever is the, the leading scorer off the bench is is typically where it goes. But, like, you could make an argument for – Ari McDonald has been fantastic for the Dream this year. I think you could make an argument for that. I understand the, the desire to, to give a nod to the veteran there, Carissa, uh, Carissa. But just every time I watch the Dream, I'm like, there's so much to like there. But I'm more and more impressed every game by Ari McDonald. So I, I don't think that it's as so – like you said, Bailey, as, so as some people are making it out to be. But I do think that there is – more than other awards, at least a clear favorite for this one. Uh, another one that's kind of like that is Rookie of, of the Year. I think that to most people, this is at best a two-person race. I, I tend to think it's, it's more of a three-person race. But uh, Bailey, what are your thoughts on, on, on Rookie of the Year?
0: I think Rookie of the Year is a lot closer than people are thinking it is. Um, obviously, Ryan had a very strong start to her year. And then you have Melissa Smith, who has um, taken a little bit longer, but has really figured it out, but on the worst team of the three. And then there's Shakira Austin, who has been really, really good, specifically defensively. I Her defense has been fantastic, and she's a key part of, I think, the second best defense in the league. And with Ryan kind of struggling over the last month ish by her early standards, I definitely think it's closer than most people would believe. I know Mark Schindler has Shakira, Ryan, then Nalissa in his order. I know Corey, you picked Nalissa in your piece. I'm kind of torn. I I I, I think I'd give Ryan the Slight edge, but it it's nowhere near the uh, open closed case I thought it was
2: even last week. Uh-huh. Really, Carissa what do you, what do you think about this race?
1: So I agree with Bailey. Like Ryan just came in, and I mean day one it was like rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But and Nalissa too, she has developed slowly, but. She's coming along. I don't know if she can keep that up, though. I think Shakira Austin is the most consistent out of the three.
2: Yeah, I so think that's I'm fair. Going. I think that's that. That's so fun. Like, just that's the only one I've seen in person so far. So, um, I was just so impressed. Like, it was a game that even from like accounting stats perspective, it was not that impressive from Shakira. And I think that that's what's why she stands out so much to me. I didn't. She was not my pick at that at the halfway ish point. You guys know what I mean, but. I just think that she influences the game constantly. Whereas sometimes, like you said, Bailey, there's sometimes where uh, Ryan is a little bit less consistent or that she has one of those off shooting nights and it can kind of, I don't want to say derail because I don't think it's just that, that detrimental, but it does kind of take away from the overall impact that she can have. But being able to be a force on both sides of the ball really has allowed Shakira to pick her spots a little bit more. And she doesn't have to be a scoring threat on this team, right? Like they have so much firepower on offense that she's able to be... I like that they're able to have, like, the doling defensive anchors, whether it be her or Elizabeth Williams when she's on the court. When both are on the court, you're just not scoring in the paint against this team. So I, I think that the way she's picked up to a pro level of defense this quickly is astounding. I, I don't think, honestly, like, I picked Melissa. And I don't think you can go wrong with any of the three. I do think that I'm, I'm in the vast minority there. Like, I feel like if we were, like, looking at who counted the ballots at the end, there might be, like, one or two votes max for an Melissa. And I'd be happy to be one of those people because – I just every time I like, it's I think that something needs to be recognized from this fever season. Like it's hard to say that because I like the worst team in the league and what have you, but. If I was not a Sun fan, if I was still looking for a team, I would tell anyone who's looking for a team to like the Fever because I think that this core right here is so much fun to watch, and Melissa is the crux of that, right? She yeah. she kind of makes everything work. Uh, she's a rebounding machine. She can stretch the floor a little bit. You can tell that the pairing with her and Queen it goes back to college, but like you're seeing it here in the pros, already kind of like manifest into something that's going to be really impressive going forward. So I, I've just I, I don't I, I don't like I said I don't think you can go wrong, and I think that. All three of those teams have to be ecstatic with the decisions that they got to make on draft night. To me, it's – and, and I, I make the cross-league comparisons a lot solely because I focus so much on both. But it's the exact same, same thing I saw this year with the three rookie of the year candidates in the NBA where I don't know that there's this a right answer. All three franchises are ecstatic and probably think that they have a, a foundational building piece for the next 10 years of their franchise. So right. I, I don't think whoever you pick is a slight to the other two.
0: Um, sometimes in rookie of the year awards, like there's something that a certain rookie does at a really advanced level that catch you off guard and really sets them apart, right? I think in this year's rookie of the year race, all three players have shown me something that has really surprised me about their game so far. You know, I said all along that Nalissa's rebounding and physicality would translate. It has, but she's also been more of a willing shooter and showing a little more off the dribble game. And those are two things that I thought were going to take a lot of time for her. Shakira has really impressed me with her ability to be a connector, but also a play finisher for the Mystics. So even not necessarily as a scorer, but, you know, rolling and then making a smart kick out or rolling and then dropping off to the another big or whatever it may be, like her IQ while on the floor and pace has been really impressive to me. And then with Ryan, her defense, for someone who didn't have a motor or had motor issues, she's all over the place. Like, the stocks, the deflections, just the general use of her wingspan and defensive activity to me is very impressive. And for the Dream to play the style of defense they do, specifically the point of attack, like, she's a big part of that. And I knew she could score. I knew she could facilitate. But gee, they've all been more well-rounded earlier than I expect them to be. But And that makes it tough for me to really pick one right now. But I wanted to point that out because I felt they needed their shine.
2: No, for sure. For sure. I, I, I think that that's a, a really good illustration of what I was ineffectively saying. So I'm glad that you did. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to coach of the year, I think that that was something that like after the first like three weeks of the season, when it looked like the Las Vegas aces had reinvented offense in terms of the way the basketball was played. I think the Becky Hamlin was the a hundred percent lock. It, it's kind of come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I'll start with mine and then I'll, and then I'll kick it to Carissa. I'm going to, I'm going to go with James Wade. I think I actually made, I can't remember the, pre- the prediction I made in, in the, Column that I put out because to me this like this like a lot of the awards that we're going to talk about from here on out is so fluid that it kind of changes from day to day, right? Like I think you can make a very strong case for uh, for for Becky Hammond. Obviously, I think you can make a strong case for Noel Quinn. I think that honestly, like half the league has has done a, a very impressive job. It, it, there's only a few standouts that don't, and those ones I know I pointed out in an article this week where I think we're closer to having a lot of, of good coaches and. A couple that are kind of like bringing down the rest of the pack so i think i would go with james wade right now because i think that showing this level of resiliency a season after winning the title like yes they came into this season as the favorite so obviously like you expect them to be good but it just seems like no matter what happens with this guy james wade has it figured out and i just I'm i'm so impressed by what he does every day as i said in the article that i put out this week that i think that if nothing else, chemistry and leadership matters so much in this league. And that comes from both the players and the coaches. And I think that we it, it had been building coming up the last season. I and mean, then last season took it over the top. And I think that James Wade has just built something so impressive in Chicago. And you're just seeing the fruits of that be, coming to bear. So Chris, I know I may have set you up to just continue to talk so positively <laughs> about your sky, but who would be your pick for coach of the year so far?
1: So I have two. Um, the first one, you pretty much said everything you need to say about James Wade. The second would be Tanisha Wright. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't matter about the wins and losses to me. It's like the culture there. They just look, they genuinely look like they're, they enjoy playing with each other and for each other. And even in losses, like they still look, you know, you don't see nobody like yelling at each other, like, or blaming anyone. So I just think that's so important more than, more than losses.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Bailey, who's your pick?
0: I think if I had to pick one right now, it would be Noel Quinn. The Storm have outperformed my expectations for them by far. And to me, it's been very impressive the way that she has like set up what they do. And if you think about the Storm, you can also think about how many – when I was watching them play the Sparks, they have so many unique individual players, specifically on the defensive end, but also on the offensive end. But, and the way that she has put all those unique pieces together, I mean, you look at 6 6'5", stretchy, but great defender, great rebounder, like very unique player. Stewie, one of the greatest to ever do it. You still have Sue. You've still got Jewel Lloyd, who – does a lot of like there's just so many different ways. Gabby Williams, like the whole the whole roster is full of unique talents, and that can be really hard to make work. And after the off season, when everybody's like, Oh, is Stuya leaving? And da, da da da. They come back and they're sitting at 15 and 8 going into the break, which I didn't think I'd be saying. I doubted them, but they have been fantastic. I do want to say a shout out to Tanisha Wright as well. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed watching the Dream play. They have um, overperformed a good bit. Their stretch coming out of the All Star break will be very important. They're all they're playing, I think, five straight or seven straight against playoff or like teams above them in the standings or teams in the playoffs, which is something they've struggled with this year. Um, and I do think there are, you know, there's still going to be things that they can improve on that she will help them improve on. But it's like Carissa said, the culture, the vibes, the atmosphere, it's, it's very optimistic and uplifting. And their team stats don't always look that great. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. They have the most turnovers to the fewest assists, 17 a game each. Uh, they don't shoot the ball particularly well or things like that. But those are all things that can be improved on. You've got a young team right now. You're not really the expectations are low and you're surpassing them and building something. And while I don't think that will be a good enough argument for her to win this year, I have no doubt in my mind that in the next maybe four, she'll probably snag one. I think she'll be in the thick of the mix for, for a while now down there. So those would be kind of the two that stick out to me right now.
2: Yeah, no, I, I should have mentioned her name while I was rattling off names because the job that she has done there is astounding. I, I do think that she is a brilliant coach. and I do think that like coming into the year with a team that most put, predicted to finish as the 11th seed and is right in the thick of the playoff race and as as frustrating as their offensive struggles have been, like playing elite level defense, they just slipped the third in defensive rating, but they're still fantastic on that end of the ball. I, all shouts to her I think that like you guys said and I, I while I was making an argument for the other coaches she fits right into that isn't that whenever you're building a culture that can take things so far and coming off the uh whatever the opposite of culture is last season in Atlanta to this is just such a huge jump in, in taking a, this organization as a whole to the next level so absolute absolute respect to coach right most improved I think this one's interesting I think that Depending on which week you're asking somebody, it, you'll have a different answer. I think that there's a number of candidates. The, the, the pool here is deep. Uh, I'll go first, and then I'll kick it to you, Bailey. To me, for most of the season, I've been debating two aces, and I am picking neither, honestly. I, I, mm-hmm. and, I it's, and It's changed over the last week, because I just realized that it's time to just fully accept it. Uh, I think that Sabrina Ionescu entering her name into MVP level conversations for a team that is mid at best, but she is everything that people had hoped she would be when she was a number one pick. And we say that that's what people said about Jackie Young or Kelsey Plum when they were making the arguments for them. But instead of taking five years, she took three and the first two years were a mess with all sorts of issues. She's fantastic. And the Liberty would be, completely lost. Obviously, Natasha Howard is an all-star this year, and I I think that Sandy Brondella has has kept this team kind of in check after a rocky start, but Sabrina has turned – like, this team is now her team, and that is such a difference from the beginning of the year or last year where it was kind of like figuring out how to build around her. She's just kind of taken it upon herself, and it's like, whoever's here, I'm just going to build around that. And I think that that kind of a leap is such a tough one to make especially for someone in their third year. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed by the work that she does. I think that the conversation around her is always mostly toxic, no matter which side you're on. Um, but I think if you're going to be rational about it, I think it's pretty impressive that someone of her stature from last season is, whenever I was debating earlier about that first team guard for all WNBA, I think, think Skylar Diggins-Smith has one of those two spots locked up and I think that Sabrina is in that mix for the second the second spot and I think that's not something I would have thought about before the beginning of the season but Bailey what are your thoughts on most improved yeah
0: I'm I'm right there with you I definitely think that Sabrina has not only emerged in that category but surpassed everyone else I was on the Jackie train um (laughs) I thought she I thought she had it locked up pretty well um I wanted to give a shout-out to Lexi Brown while we talked about this award. Absolutely. I, I, you know, her her game this year has been legitimately, like, I'm sorry, astounding. The level of shooting, the energy, the defense, she does it all. And I, you can see the difference – in her once somebody has had confidence in her because she's always had confidence in herself and her time in the w has been a really up and down but now that she's got a consistent role and consistent minutes like not only is she making the most of it she's having a legitimate impact and i would argue for the sparks as currently constructed this is going to be Bolton. she is one of the top 3 most important players for that team for what they're going to be this year and while she may not have the appeal, of, or not necessarily the appeal, but the the allure, the flair of a Jackie or a Sabrina, I do think that she has to be mentioned in every most improved conversation.
2: Absolutely, I don't even think that's homerism. As much as I wanted to make fun of you for homerism, and I, it's funny that you say that the the top three is a hot take. I was gonna say if you told me she, you were gonna say second, I, I like I don't I don't know that I would agree, but I don't think it's that far off either. I think that yeah. from a night to night basis she is one of the most consistent and outstanding performers for that team. And I think as they start to figure out their identity, she's a big part of that for someone that we weren't sure was going to make the, like remain in the league when Great. she was playing in AU this, this off season and to see her kind of like embrace that, embrace the change and shine is, is awesome. Krista, who would be your pick for most improved so far?
1: Well, Bailey, who's your top three? Is it NECA, Lexi, Brittany? I'm
2: talking about for
0: Sparks. Hmm. it would have to be neck liz then i would say I, i'm gonna put lexi right there because you we, said
2: liz Carissa, are you surprised hey look
0: if the yeah. sparks gone if if the sparks gone try to be a contender they need liz to be liz every night
1: yeah but that's the that's why i didn't put her in the top three because she hasn't been liz every night
0: but when she is Liz, you can see what this team can be, and that's why yeah. her being that is most important to me.
2: I still see. yeah. haven't
0: seen it, don't mean it's not <laughs> important.
2: Well, the issue is that if 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 she is, then your case is clear, right? It's just, it's well, just and, about her being it. So I understand what you're, you're, you're making the case, like, if everything works out that, that her impact is second most important on the team. It's just more often than not, she doesn't hit that level, but when she does, it is.
0: And I, I have to give credit where credit's due. I mentioned earlier in the last two weeks, Sparks have really found their flow. A lot of that falls or a lot of that is due to her. And it's it, some people are going to listen to this and probably be like, well, this should have been happening at the beginning. And I agree with you, but she's playing longer minutes, playing harder through those minutes and has been a little more consistent in every aspect of her game. And you can see the impact it's had on the team in the win-loss column, but also in the flow of the game. Okay,
1: understood.
2: So, Chris, now so you who's answered. most improved, Carissa?
1: <laughs> um, so, three for three on Sabrina. And my second pick would be Cheyenne Parker.
2: I love that choice, too. She's been very good,
0: yeah.
1: Yes, very, very good.
0: Very important for the dream, too. Yep. She was, when I went to see them play the storm, she was dogging as the dogging Stewie, dogging team. It didn't matter who they threw at her. She's like, I'm just going to score on you, and you're just going to have to let me do it. Left hand, right hand, fade away, three-pointer, off the bounce, drop step. It did not matter. She put on a clinic that game.
2: No, that's she's. I, I I don't watch the Dream enough, so I appreciate that the two of you kind of keep us locked in on everything Dream, even though they're neither of your teams. So I, I that that's always fun. But no, anytime I watch, she stood out for sure. So defensive player of the year. Um, this is a tough one. It really is, right? Like I personally want to just be biased and say Ezzy. I don't. I don't think she unfortunately cracks. The top three, I think for me, and we'll kind of get into this as we go along, I think MVP and Defensive Player of the Year are, to me at this point, essentially the same race. And it's three names at the top. And for Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to lean Stewie. I think that... Seattle's just such a, a juggernaut on, on the floor so that could either bolster her case because they are the best defense and, and I think that she is kind of the anchor on that best defensive team or it could hurt her case because it's like well you could I think whenever you see the all-defensive team as much like we saw last year with Connecticut you're probably going to see what three members of, of the storm maybe four on on all-defensive team I think you're going to see her I think you're going to see Izzy I think you're going to see Gabby Williams on that list I think that just the, the impact that the storm make on the defensive end of the floor is so, so astounding that I think that it's, it's tough to make an argument truly against them. I think that Asia and Candace are both in that argument as well. And when we get into MVP, I'm going to talk about them a little bit more because for me right now, Stewie is my defensive player of the year, but she's not my MVP. Bailey thoughts.
0: I also agree that Stewie is defensive player of the year. I think Candace is very close to her. I do not it's think very close. It's, Um quite the runaway, but I do think that I give Stewie the edge because, again, watching the way these teams play defense and both of them play very good defense, a lot of it hinges on the ability of Candace and Brianna Stewart to pick up at the top and then rotate properly and, you know, conduct things. And while they may not come come up with the steals and the blocks in their defensive schemes, their impact is second to none. Like I think Ezzy would be the stocks leader for the storm. And then I think for the sky, like Ka and Quigley and slew, like they pick up a lot of steals or whatever, but it all starts with the way they're able to play because of what, those two can do
2: and to I mean, me to I th- your point just real quick before to interrupt i think as might be the stocks leader in the league because she's at two and a half blocks per game and, and 1.1 1. 1 steals per game so what I she does it. is just in, in terms of counting stats is just absurd
0: yeah and and not to take away from Ezzie because she can do a lot of things stewie similarly can do mm-hmm. but because stewie's there she doesn't have to so it does take away from her i will say it probably takes away from her a little bit but like you know, Stewie, we had questions about her coming into the year, coming off of her injuries. And mine have been put to bed. And yeah, her her defensive impact is crazy. I think Asia is third. There's a bigger gap between second and third than first and second. Um, but she does a lot of the similar things, but the Aces are in a different type of style. So she doesn't have to do as much, but she is capable and makes her impact felt in other ways. Um, but the aces have trailed off a little bit And I, I don't think that's Asia's fault I do not think that's Asia's fault I, Like I said earlier, I think it follows more of the perimeter players But um, I think her uh, Maybe it's crazy I think Shakira could be somewhere In this lower end of this conversation But I do I do think it's Stewie and Candice right now at the top Running for the one
2: Carissa, what do you think?
1: I agree. I, I do have Stewie over Candice. But what I will say is the all-defensive team might be one of the best.
0: Yeah, no, real deal.
2: Yeah, the level of defense just overall in the league this year is, is pretty astounding. So, I like, it, it's ridiculous. Like, we're seeing, like, the offenses take another step. And sometimes, like you see in sports where one side of the ball takes a step forward it takes a little bit of time for the other to catch up. To me, I think both sides of the ball have just taken such a huge step forward this year across the league that it, it's it's been a fantastic season. So I'm 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 all looking forward to having to make my predictions in column form for those awards because it's going to be a bloodbath in terms of who to cut. But yeah, I I agree. Yeah. MVP. I've uh, this is another one that just in the last week and a half I've changed.
0: Okay. So who have you changed from, and who have you changed to?
2: I think I had Asia Wilson in my column think i did she's been okay. my mvp favorite for most of the year yeah, and she was my
0: preseason prediction
2: and and she's been fantastic and this is no slight to her because i do think that she is a deserving second place and the gap like for me to have changed it in the last week shows you how close i think it's 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 essentially a coin flip at this point i think it's candace parker i just i, I think that <laughs> Uh, the sky impressed me so much. And I, it is an unconventional MVP pick because it's not typically somebody with that statistical profile that wins MVP. But I don't like, as, as I've made clear with basically every award I've talked about or anytime I talk about the W is how important I think culture and leadership is. I think Candace Parker embodies that and on, on certain nights she's able to take over statistically still, but she doesn't have to because she set this team up and she runs this team in a way so much that some nights it's Emma Miesemann. Some nights it's Kalia Copper. Some nights it's Courtney VanderSloot. Sometimes it's, I mean, anybody. Like, I mean, as Ray goes off this night, it's just, I, I think that, and uh, that's not all on her. I'm not trying to take away from anybody else or the coach or anything like that. I mean, obviously I picked James Wade as the coach of the year, but I, I think that just the overall two-way impact of Candace Parker on a team that as much as I, on this podcast, hate to admit it, I think is going to repeat as champion's. It's very tough for me to pick against Candice. I, I, I just think that she's been absolutely phenomenal. Carissa, your thoughts? Come on now.
1: But mm. <laughs> well, no, I mean, to so put up triple doubles now, at this point in your career, like, she's the last few years, I think that like the last two years, two, three years, she's only gotten better. So my first pick would be Candace. My second would be Neca and then my third would be Stewie.
2: I feel that. I th- I said that it was a three-person race, but I do think that if there is a fourth, and, and and again, I think that third and fourth is very close for me. Again, I do think NECA's right there. I, I know I'm, I've given you some grief, Bailey, because you're working on your, your propaganda NECA for MVP case, but Try I don't have I, it. Like, it's just, I, like, and, and this is simple and basic, and, and I kind of hate myself for making the argument, but to me, I, I just don't think you can have a losing record and be the MVP. That's not her fault that the team around her is has been kind of through in turmoil all year. But it it is something of a demerit whenever you see some of the cases the other people are putting up is more what it is. It, it's not like the the only factor, but it, it, whenever the race is that close, it becomes something that I consider. But she's been fantastic. Is she your pick, or are you gonna pick somebody else? No,
0: no, she's not my pick. Um, I've actually been really torn on MVP right now. And I'm gonna have to say I don't have a number one. Um, well, you have to, so pick
2: one.
1: <sighs> Come on, I, you know.
0: I, I mean, it's 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 really hard because. Join the I'm, wave. No, I'm not gonna join the wave. I'm, I'm gonna think this through because I've been thinking on this, and the conclusion I came to was that I can't pick one. But since I'm being forced to, ah ah um ah
2: it's just for today. It's not like, it's it's, not like your, it's your, your ballot is is going to be pushed out there for for history. You're good. You can you I believe in you.
0: It's it's very hard. Um but I think I'm going to still have to go with Asia in this in this case. Um I just I think they're are I think the Aces have shown their flaws over the past week or two, but I don't think any of them are because of age Wilson. Uh, she's got the largest on off like difference in the league at like 27 points, which is crazy. Um, I said this last year, but I think the rest of the world is catching on that she's a generational defender. Yes. You know, I've seen people talking about the same conversation here at the midway point about how, you know, it just went from being like a good defender on a good team to being like a great defender. And I'm like, no, she was a great defender last year. Like, we could go back on these pods and find where I was talking about her last year. Um, not, to in, in, not to forget her incredible efficiency. Um, she's shooting over 50% from two-point range, which is something that is actually the first time she's done. And then you add in factor in a sprinkle of uh three point, even just attempts. Again, we talked about just attempts. I don't know what her percentage is, but uh
2: thirty-seven point five.
0: Which is probably on super low attempts, but 2. that's 2. A, 2. Yeah, I mean that's a good that's a great percentage. <laughs> um and you just look at uh you know, your case for Candace, I think has a lot of validity because it shows her impact on and her value, most valuable player. Um in ways that don't show up on the statue. I think Asia has that as well, whether it is with her constant, constant energy movement, the screen she's set, just her playmaking ability. I think she's a much better passer than people give her credit to. And I don't think we always see that because of the way they have such ball to heavy guards, but I still think it's right. It is not the runaway. It once was, um, you know, I I think Stewie has been there for most of the year. I think Nika's right there. I think Candace is right there. Like I, I still think Alyssa Thomas needs to be in the conversation. Like if I like I mean really and truly, or John Quill, like somebody from the sun, her or John Quill, depending on how you wanna view it. I think they need to be there. I I I I have Asia that's my choice, but it's not uh, as you can tell, it's not as locked as it once was.
2: No, it, it, I think it's extremely close. And to me at this point, it just depends on how you if you, how you define the most valuable. I think that if you're saying just like if the award is defined as just flat out best player in the league, I I, I think that's Asia Wilson. I think that in terms of who is doing the most to shape the franchise in their image and, and, and build – value as a title contender, I I, I think it's Candice, but I still think even that's very close. So I, yeah. I'm i not mad at you for picking different from us. So yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. So um, moving on from that, and before we get into All-Star, uh, this, we'll touch on this briefly, this, even though it's a big story, I think that we, we're kind of all on the same page. The Skylar Diggins-Smith trade stuff, rather than going into all the possible places where she could go, because Bailey wrote a great piece for Outlet Pass this week, and I have one that I'm going to be working on as well, um, I guess I'm going to boil it down to as simple as this. Bailey, do you think she gets traded before the deadline? No. Chris, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. Where do you think she's going? Because I'm—I was also going to say no. Oh,
1: I don't know where she's going. I just hope she's going somewhere.
2: I mean, same. I—I—I <laughs> I, I, I would love to see her somewhere else. I think. Man, I, Bailey. I... <laughs> just because I remember having these conversations with you last year before I officially decided I was a Sun fan. And I just was talking about how much I like Phoenix because I like BG and I like Skylar. And, man, how the mighty have fallen in terms of what Corey likes to watch. And That's it's tough. neither of those players' fault. It's uh, an, an empowerment of a 40-year-old who is – holding back an organization and, and the rest of the roster not quite keeping up and, and the opposite of culture from what we're talking about. But I'm not even saying that Skylar is blameless because you hear enough reports that she could probably make things easier on those around her. But whenever you have a, a person who's basically wearing the jersey for one of the players she is coaching on the, on, the, on the TV stand, whenever she's giving press conferences, it's very tough to criticize anything that is going on there. So obviously I would like to see Skylar somewhere else. I will be throwing together a bunch of different scenarios where Connecticut can get her because I don't even know that it works, but I really just want to root for Skylar Diggins-Smith to win. So that is my personal bias. Um,
0: uh, I just want to say, I don't know if there's a way without moving on from someone you don't want to move on from. So I mean, um, Car- Carissa is going to find a way to turn Dana Evans into Skylar Diggins-Smith or put her on the sky somehow.
2: I don't think Chris want do. You, Chrissy, you wouldn't want Skylar Diggins Smith on this guy, would you? What
1: after Courtney's gone? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but that's what it is. But like, I don't. Is there a way that they, that you could do it right now, I, just financially? I know you said just do Dana Evans Bailey, but I don't think there's a a financial way without giving up <laughs> one of the players that you truly care about to get her there.
0: But the good thing about this is everything opens up in the offseason. So if Salute says, "Hey, I'm done," or Candace says, "Hey, I'm done," like. Skyler well, that, that's Skyler, like, you know,
2: Oh, you yeah. love these terrible puns. They're so bad. They're so bad. They're so anyway, all stars this weekend.
0: Oh, gosh, we and have the W have, has botched it already.
2: Well, I'm going to let you I, I'm going to mute my mic and let you go. Off, nah, so I just worry. wanted to say,
0: but yeah, I just had to say I had to get it out. It's been it's been sitting here inside of me for the past like
2: three hours. <laughs> So before you get into that, three-point shooting contest and the skills challenge, any thoughts on that?
0: I do, but I'm going to save them for my entire rant. Aside from that, um, I will say that uh, I'm excited for them. I wish we would have known who was going to be in them a little sooner.
2: They're both Saturday night, correct?
0: No, the skills challenge is Sunday, I think. I I thought the three-point contest was Saturday at three, and I think the skills challenge is – oh, no, they are both at –
2: what? So they're essentially doing All-Star Saturday night, which I'm all for. As much as I liked it last year, I understood the need to condense it last year. As somebody who wanted to actually watch the things, sneaking that into halftime kind of killed it it for me.
0: Very weird.
2: So I'm kinda I'm kind of excited. Like I don't usually get into All Star for on the on the men's side, but I think I'm gonna try to watch tomorrow night just because.
0: But why at three?
2: I mean so so people can get out there and party in Chicago, bruh.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Plus we have safe. to have
2: Plus, like, if, it well, yeah, but um if we're going to have, like, I mean, you got to have, so three, like, probably three o'clock is, is, is the three-point shooting contest, so then 3.30 is the skills challenge, then from four to eight, they'll celebrate Diana Taurasi being on the cover of 2K, so I get it oh. any time. Well, I think uh, it was
1: because of the AAU, the AAU tournament that's going
2: on. Chris, I appreciate you giving the actual answer rather than me and Bailey just talking
0: <laughs> that stuff. So wait, 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 wait. The WNBA is taking a backseat
2: to AAU?
1: Well, no, you know, like it's the the big AAU tournament that happens every year.
2: I think it's, and in, so, I think it's in connection. I don't think it's a backseat type thing.
1: Yeah, that's why it's closed.
2: Oh, okay. That's okay. why it's a
1: closed. Like fans can't see that. The three point and the skills challenge because the AAU teams are going to be there.
2: I think it's it's more of a okay. partnership thing than a Yeah than a regular typical negativity that we have to deal with type thing. That's still so weird, but well welcome. yeah.
0: Well yeah, we found out so uh Well so,
2: but to your put so then before I let you get off, um that's great because if fans aren't gonna be allowed to be there, they can go to a six hour celebration in Town Square celebrating Sue and, and Diana Tarasi on the cover. So we're good.
0: And Megan Rabino. Her <laughs> BG uh
2: Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yep.
0: You know. But anyways, uh, who do you think's gonna win the three point shootout? We have Arrow Atkins, Ryan Howard, Jewel Lloyd, Enrique Gumbawale. Look, uh, Gumbawale. Pardon me. Kelsey Plum and Ali Quigley. I'm
2: gonna go Kelsey Plum. I, I like my my brain says Ali Quigley. My brain says that, but. Yeah, I just I, I, I think that I don't know why I'm leaning there. I just I, I for whatever reason, I, I feel like, you know, the two of us that just kind of talked down out Kelsey Plum a little bit are going to kind of get that. I just know that everything that I do kind of comes back to bite me. So that's kind of where I'm going.
0: OK, Carissa, who you got Quigley?
1: I have quickly. My brain is saying no, because her numbers, this is probably her worst shooting year ever. But she she'll show up. She'll show she up.
2: owns that contest. Yeah,
1: yeah. so I'm going to. It's essentially,
0: yeah, it's essentially the alley quigley three point shooting contest at this point.
2: The look on your face when I sell Kelsey Plum, though.
0: Hey man, look, I, 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 I I'm probably going to come out of left field here. I think Ryan's going with it. I thought you might have gone with like Jewel, yeah, but but yeah, I think Ryan's going with it because Ryan has said that she's showing up All Star Weekend. Just to have fun, and it's always the people with that type of attitude that's gonna win something.
2: I don't know. Did you see her fit from the red carpet tonight with the blue jacket? Oh yeah, yeah, that was hard. No, that's what I. I think she's there to actually have fun. So I think she's yeah, That's like, what I'm saying. She's like, killing I, it. I think she. Like, I think
1: that's opposite though.
0: I mean that's yeah. Marissa, I'm yeah. saying the same gonna, thing as yeah. You. Like
1: <laughs> when they're too laid back, like it's, they're it's like be. yeah. It's like no, you need to go out there and and win.
2: I mean, she, she can she can go and live. I don't I don't hate that, but that does not make me think that she's going to kill it tomorrow night. Yeah. at the three point contest. I think she's going to show up and show out, and it, and,
0: and that's just it. my. So I I think I think if anybody unsees Quigley, is going to be Ryan. Uh, if I was betting money on that, I'd probably put it on quickly, uh, but you know I'm not I'm not a better
2: so. You know, I'd be happy if, if Ryan wanted. That way we weren't celebrating somebody in the W that was born in the 1980s, so that'd be cool.
0: Wow, Corey, weren't you born?
2: <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs>
0: 1990,
2: thank you very much. hey man madly too close than any of us are. Okay. But
0: anyway, onward to the skills challenge. So you got Ryan, Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu, John Quill Jones, Kelsey Plum, Alyssa Smith, Azrae Stevens, Courtney VanderSloot, and Jackie Young. Carissa, who you got, and why is it Sloot?
1: Because she's the best (laughs) point guard. (laughs) She's
0: the best point guard. In the the
1: competition. In the competition.
0: Okay. okay, okay. Corey, who you got?
2: I can't pick Sloot. I want to pick Sloot. Uh, That's so, but like,
0: no, no, no! I've
2: given Sky far too much, far too much love tonight. (sighs) Give me the list again.
0: Ryan, Sabrina, Mm -hmm. Jonquil, Plum, Nalissa, Azrae, Slew, Jackie.
2: I'm having trouble choosing between Jack Young and Sabrina, but I'll go Jackie Young.
0: Okay, why? feeling or you have logic
2: well like it's logic but it's like all like i just i think that that's kind of what set her apart this season for me is the steps that she's taken in, in, in terms of where she's showcasing more of her skills okay. and i think that for the people that are not paying attention they're going to kind of not that this is graded on that regard but i think that you're going to be kind of getting your eyes open to how much more she can do if you have not been paying close attention to the Aces. So I think that, that she is just on that level. If I was being honest, I would pick Courtney Vandersloot. But as I said, I, I already gave this guy two awards. I I, I My brain said I picked Allie quickly for the three-point contest. I can't pick any, any more Sky stuff, so I will I will go with Jackie Young.
0: My pick is Kelsey Plum. Yeah. <laughs> I see you make that face And I'm going to be <laughs> honest I'm going to be completely honest with you I have no idea why Just telling me To pick Kelsey Plum So I'm going to pick Kelsey Plum um, If I was going to logic my way through it I'd probably say Sabrina You know She's incredibly well-rounded player And yeah I, I think she's going to have a good weekend But Give me Kelsey Plum in the
2: skills challenge Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Who's who's your all star MVP?
0: Give me the rosters. Just in case people don't know. Why I know? can be I can get them. I'm no, ready. I
2: have them up. I just have to find it on here. Okay. Team Wilson is Asia Wilson, Sylvia Fowles, Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum, Sabrina Ionescu, Joel Lloyd, Kalia Copper, Skylar Diggins Smith, Alyssa Thomas, Arike Agumbawale. And Emma Mieseman. Team Stewart is Brianna Stewart, Sue Bird, Jackie Young, Jonquil Jones, Neka Gumake, Ryan Howard, DeArca Hamby, Courtney Vandersloot, Ariel Atkins, Brianna Jones, and Natasha Howard.
0: Okay. Carissa, who you got for All Star MVP?
1: Should we pick teams too?
0: So, well, that's up to you.
1: Team Wilson will win. Okay. okay. And my all-star MVP will be Skylar Diggins-Smith.
0: Ooh. I like that. Why? You think she's coming in with a chip on her shoulder? Was on the proof?
1: I just think she's good. Okay.
2: <laughs> in fairness, I also think she's quite good.
0: I think she's incredible. <laughs> I called her arguably the best guard in the W in my piece.
2: And with a killer graphic, if I may say so. You know, some slight, but
0: um, so I think Candice is going to be all-star game MVP.
1: Okay. I like it. I, I,
0: is she back at home? Home Home state nearby her hometown? They call it her hometown. I know Subria is real picky. <laughs> about the fact that Candice is not from Chicago, but from Mapleville. Um, so, you know, I make sure not to say she's from Chicago just because Sabria has drilled into my head. But for, for this week's, for all intents and purposes of All-Star Weekend, she's in her hometown. And, you know, um, possibly her last, potentially. And, you know, I think it's just setting up for her to be All-Star MVP.
2: Does that mean you're taking team eight? Team Wilson as well. Yeah. Me too. Unfortunately. I'll be rooting for Team Stewie because that's where, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll be there with you.
2: I got John Jones there. Yeah, I, I I'm not
0: rooting against NECA, even though it means rooting for rike but
2: Well, you know, I'm torn. Yeah, I'm torn. Too. Maybe I will root for Team Team Wilson because that's where Alyssa Thomas is. But you know At this
0: point I'm just rooting for a good game.
2: That's also where Arike Agumbawala is, so I don't think I can really root for that. But yeah, let's just root for a good game and just. Let I it will go. be also picking Team Wilson. It's funny that we all picked Team Wilson. We are all going to pick different All Star MVPs. Uh, I would pick Sabrina. I think she's gonna. Like, it would not shock me if she came out and had the All Star triple double. That just kind of feels like the the run that she's on right now. I, so I, I think this is her season to kind of like really put the stamp on. And I think it's part of what we've been talking about, Bailey, is that this next generation of talent is taking over and I could see that being like re-announced on this All-Star game. I like it. Closing thoughts on All-Star.
0: Yeah, I'll go first.
2: I'm just looking for a good time. I think I'm more optimistic about it than, you know, the last person that's going to talk on this. i optimistic. Your, what are your thoughts on All-Star, Carissa?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I took off work Sunday. Um, <laughs> I'm just ready to enjoy like a good weekend.
2: Okay, well, typically we try to get out of here on a high note. And this might be a high note of a different sort.
0: I spent my entire day going back and looking up some stuff. I I think the W has botched All-Star already. And you want to know why? We found out who was going to be in the skills challenge less than 24 hours before said skills challenge. Why? Why would we do that? Why does that make – that doesn't make sense. You build no hype. You build no type of anticipation. Like, at this point, you don't have – you haven't given yourself enough window to pull in any new fans, right? Like, think about it. Were you all already planning on watching the skills competition? Would you consider yourself a W, like, diehard? Because I would. But, like, my dad, right? He's not a W diehard. He does, you know, it's all-star weekend. But he likes the Fever. He likes Moses Smith. So, like, knowing she's in the Skills Challenge, he'd be like, oh, hey, I'm going to watch Skills Challenge. But he's not going to watch in 24 hours because that's a quick turnaround. So then I got to thinking about it, and I got to looking. Because we talked about the all-star teams. Right, and here's another reason why I think they're selling themselves short. Do y'all think Lexi Brown is one of the best shooters in the league? Do you think Lexi Brown should be in a three-point shootout? He's shooting forty-six percent. Forty-six percent. That's crazy. Okay, so let's. So I did some research. I did some digging, and this is not very organized. My thoughts are all over the place, but the main point of this is that I think the W is being cheap with all-star weekend and getting in the way of growing their game. Because if you pay attention to this year's festivities, there's 24 all-star team spots, six shooting spots in the three point and eight spots in the skills competition for a total of 38 spots, right? If you have 24 individual All-Stars, you have 14 extra spots for potential non-All-Star players, right? How many players are participating in the three-point shootout and skills competition that were not already going to be there for the All-Star game?
2: I'm so glad you're doing this because I thought I was crazy when I noticed that. so please. Two. Yeah.
0: There are two. It's Azrae Stevens and Alyssa Smith.
2: Azrae right. Stevens lives there.
0: Azare Stevens plays for the team hosting the Dagum event. And Alyssa Smith plays for the next closest team in Indiana. So I was like, maybe I'm tripping. So going back 2017, when the W brought back three point shootout, right? They they didn't do it for like nine or ten years. So we're going back to 2017. <laughs> and let's keep in mind that they didn't bring the skills back until 19 and they didn't do it last year so we only have two skills challenges to go off of there have been an average of 32 all-star participants that includes replacements injures etc and an average of 1.8 non-all-star game participants in the other festivities why is that so i did some more digging right Let's, let's look at some stuff. So in 2017, there were 30 All-Star participants, and none of them were from outside the All-Star game, right? So then we have two, we have three, two, and two. And so you see on Twitter, you see these players Somebody, Lexi Brown was like, yeah, I'll catch a flight. Is flights what's keeping the W from bringing the best options? To the All-Star game? Are they being cheap like that? Like That's what it looks like to me. right? Obviously, I don't know everything. But if you look at the players they're bringing in, from the external sources, they're bringing players that are close by.
2: I was going to say, it's it's not two, it's three. But the third doesn't really help. The third semester case even further, right? Because it's Allie Quigley.
0: Right. I didn't even include her because no, she's right there.
2: That's what I mean, so like it's just like I don't know if it's a cheapness thing or
0: well I'm pointing the finger at that, and ain't no excuse for that, especially this year because we got seventy five million dollars, supposedly I don't know if they're telling you how to use it Me? well the w cafes but i'm think I'm looking back right so if you look through the past Kelsey Mitchell Shot in the three-point contest in 2018. Wasn't an all-star and hasn't been back since. This year, she's shooting 42% from deep on 135 attempts. Seems like a pretty good shooter to me. And she's just down the road in Indiana. Even if you look at Alicia Gray, 41 out of 100. just down the road in Dallas. Like, I think what I'm getting at, to, to wrap this up, the W is missing an opportunity to f- expand its fan base to the non-All-Star players, I guess is what I'm getting at. Because if you're making an exclusive event, aren't even more exclusive, what's the point? Right. And then you end up with players like Lexi Brown, who has a very strong individual brand, a large amount of followers. And she goes and says, well, I could have got my own flight or they didn't even invite me. That's not a good look. And the W is shooting itself in the foot by fumbling All-Star Weekend once again, by keeping it like, you know, we talk about the way they market players this is part of that. Like to me, to me, this is part of that. Like you're artificially keeping certain players in spotlight, but that's just my train of thought. I just think it's weird that like someone who's shooting 42% on 135 attempts, which is like top five in the league isn't shooting in the three point contest or someone that's shooting 46%. On top twelve attempts in the league, like I don't know. I mean, all star game is one thing because you want all stars, all around players. But if you're going three point shooting contest, get the best three point shooters. That's all I'm saying.
2: I f- to piggyback slightly on this, and I'm not trying to take away from anything you said, because I thought what you said was spot on. I don't even know if it's just the W. I haven't seen other than Lexi anyone like I haven't seen like the Sparks organization pushing Mm-mm. for her to be in it Mm-mm. or like the Dallas Wings pushing for Alicia Gray to be in these things. Mm-mm. So I don't know if it's the W. I think it's these.
0: They're essentially a 12th of the W. I factored them all into one. No, but what I mean is I
2: don't think it's like the W League office. I think it's probably the ownership and the leadership of these teams need to just be better. And there's a reason why you're seeing teams like the Aces get put on more or the Liberty get put on more because they have owners that are just going to sit there and kick down the door and say, you're going to pay attention to my stuff. And I think that these other teams that are not are putting themselves at a disadvantage.
0: But I also don't think the owners should have to do that.
2: Their I, don't think, boss.
0: I don't think the door should be closed. Wow. Well, yeah. But I Yes, that's I, my rant. I think it's a pile of crap. I think they're missing the mark with that. And it's a trend. Like I said, we've only had, had the most of three. And that's ridiculous to me. But I digress.
2: That'll do it for this week. <laughs> we'll be back next week to cover post-All-Star and any other madness that happens. So we'll catch you next week on Revel Edition.